Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paul Hawksby. And I'm Luke Moore. And uh, it was the H&J Daily. Of course, you've just downloaded the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, Luke and I had a bit of a chat about various matters um, and uh, you gave us some fine claims to fame. We, <laughs> you'll find out why we dip back into that. Um, also, Max Boyce joined us, Welsh oh, legend. A wonderful velvety voice. You can yeah. listen to his lil all day long. He was great. He was on good form, uh, yeah. looking ahead to the rugby tomorrow. And Martin Kellner gave us his week of sport on TV, focusing on an old documentary on Amazon Prime, which I think I'll go and check out. It's About, good. Uh, yeah, Leeds United and Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. Sounds I'm on my way to go and listen to, uh, to watch it now. The Clips of the Week podcast will be available. We had a, a Big Allen special, some of your old favourites. You can download that here as well or wherever else you get your podcast but here's the H&J Daily people might not know this but many years ago before you were top uh, podcaster broadcaster etc you were uh, one of the production team on Breakfast when you worked on the show for a while uh, AP'd I think back yeah. in 2006 yeah How about that the old my, you know what my memories of that that time are hmm. Get him because they, they gener- generously send you a, a car at like four thirty in the morning or whatever, yeah. and um, they would send me the car. I'd wake up, it'd be dark. Come in, and in that room there, there's no real daylight. Yeah. So you'd be in there until you finished. The only daylight I would see would be walking back to the tube station and walking back to my house. So about ten minutes of daylight in total, because <laughs> I go back to sleep again. I'm living in Lapland. Yeah, and then wake up and it'd be dark again. So <laughs> it wasn't great for the vitamin D levels, but it no. was it was a great education for me, of course. Yeah, working with you. Did you ever go and get, were you the man sent out to get Big Al's croissant? It was bacon sandwiches then. Bacon, bacon. There sandwich. was there was a there was a place cafe just down mm. there. I don't know if it's still there. Mm. And you know, used to have to get the bacon sandwiches for everyone. So that. It, the production staff, the presenters, everything. Wow. I think Al used to have. Did Al used to is have he a red, red or brown sauce man? Is I th- he? I can't remember, but I think he used to have double bacon. The opposite. The options were bacon, sausage, or bacon and sausage, or double bacon or double, double sausage. Double bacon. I think so. Yeah. I don't want to besmirch the great man's <laughs> reputation, but I think that's what he might have. Double had. bacon. Yeah. Brilliant. What a lovely story. Um, now, um, I've got to be honest. Uh, my attitude towards the Europa League is: if you're not in it, you don't watch it. Uh, and I've been in it long enough over the years to now. Very rich for a Spurs for short memories. Yeah, short exactly. Memories. <laughs> but when I'm in it, I watch it. When I'm not in it, I don't watch it. So I, I've, I'm basically, I've had six minutes of highlights of both Arsenal and Chelsea. So uh, mm. I don't know if, did you did you put yourself through it or not? I know Mesut Ozil also adopts that attitude. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I did I did watch, uh, I watched the lion's share of the Arsenal yeah. game. Um, I didn't see the, the Chelsea game. No, I can't do, uh, I mean, I do take the job seriously. I'm mm. very fortunate to yeah. be here. I'm happy to be here. But four hours of Europa League football is a test even even for my enthusiasm. So. I did um, I did say yesterday to uh, Robbie from uh, uh, AF, uh, AFC TV that it would be 3-0 Arsenal. I said, Perry, last you week did. you'll win 3-0. I, I just texted you earlier saying I did have a premonition. Yeah. I did have a premonition. I just thought, 
Yeah, 3-0, that sounds about right. So I had a little bet on it with Paddy, and so it was great. It was like I was saying to Robbie yesterday. If they'd lost, of course, happy days, from my point of view as a yeah. Tottenham fan, had they won, I won some money. So, um, um, Barté were, were showing all the hallmarks of a side who hadn't really played any competitive yeah. football for a very long time. Yeah, they didn't look... I mean, Malmo looked a better side, but Chelsea put them away, uh, mm. didn't they? I mean, big, I could, from what I saw of Valle Borisov, I saw a bit more of the game last week. They were bang average, really. I mean, yeah. Arsenal, if they'd been at it, they would have beaten them. So that's why I felt they'd just get it done at home yesterday. Nice um, reception for Alex Leblo. Yeah, he, yeah. He was, he was um, given a standing ovation. Nice to see. He's only had his post-match career. Burger King, which yeah. uh, him and the boys all love. He's about to retire, I think, so he's just get, mm. get on with it. But, but, I mean, you can... Mm. I suppose if you're about to retire and, and your, your, cl- your club isn't currently active domestically, you can have a Burger King if you want, can't you? Yeah, salute all those Arsenal fans who made that kick-off. An awful lot of them did. So they did, well to be done. fair, didn't they? Yeah, yeah there's more people than I expected, actually. So, uh, yeah, well done. That, that's hope that doesn't happen again. That's ridiculous. Um, now, as we said... Um, we're going to speak to a man later on who was put in a judo hold by uh, Rafa Benitez. So well, give, give us one of your sporting claims to find Well, there's, I, I haven't particularly got them, but we've had some corkers over the years. Yeah. And we compiled a list. Yeah. Right? So let me just give you some of the ones uh, we've had. I added two quid to Niall Quinn's milk bill. Okay, it's good. Andre Kanchelskis stole my lilo. These are ones that <laughs> listeners suggested over the years that we've yeah. added to the list. I held Vinnie Samway's crisps while he went to the toilet. That's very good. Yeah. I hope he washed his hands. I saw Stuart Pearce's puffer jacket set alight with a cigarette, and I put it out with a pint. <laughs> uh, I drove Stuart Robson to the garage when he ran out of petrol. I ferried Bobby Moore's mum from Barking to Chigwell to check his mail while he was in America. That's quite good. I, uh, I delivered to Matt Busby's desk to the cliff. That's a good one, isn't That's it? That's a very good one, yeah. Um, between 1969 and 1970, I delivered coal to Sir Bobby Charlton. My granddad made a bird table for Mick Shannon. <laughs> That's got to be a made-up yeah. one, that. That's I mistake. I mistook. Sorry, I should have said. I mistook Zinedine Zidane for a waiter. I asked him for a Perrier, and he got it for me. That's not. Come on, that yeah. cannot be true. That's brilliant. Uh, I accidentally overcharged Seve Ballesteros for some golf balls by two euros. I sold a washing machine to Dermot Reeve. <laughs> I repaired Michael Winner's treadmill. Uh, I went on a log flume with Dimitri Karin. <laughs> How is the Michael Winner one a sporting one? I don't, no, it's not sporting. It's we a just treadmill. added a, it's a treadmill, I guess. Yeah. I delivered a skip to Suzanne Dando. That's fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I demonstrated a multi-gym to Roman Abramovich's girlfriend, and I ate John McGinley's scotch pie. And I almost struck Pele with a ladder. I'd love to hear more about that. Exactly. So yeah. the, these are all we used to get. We'd get the top line. So if you've got a top line, as any, and you can give us the background if you like, every bit as impressive as it in Pele with a ladder um, or getting put in a judo hole by Rafa Benitez. I know, I know a couple from a couple of my close friends. One yeah. is that um, one of my friends, Tommy, he won a couple of tickets in a raffle hmm. for a <clears> West Ham game. And they were, no word of a lie, hand-delivered through his letterbox by Tim Breaker. Oh, right. And um, another one of my friends, Duncan, he uh, waited all day as about a 12-year-old boy for an autograph for a couple of Arsenal players, because he's an Arsenal fan, mm. and John Jensen told him to F off. Nice. <laughs> Lovely. Happy memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just another one. I blew off in the presence of the Beckhams. I rode, <laughs> I rode the 1974 World Cup final referee Jack Taylor's donkey around his garden. <laughs> Uh, I saw, and I can't read that one, it involves <laughs> Razor Ruddock taking his trousers down. <laughs> right. uh, I fed Paul Goddard beers through a fence at a barbecue. And, um, and it was just one more. I refused Noel Whelan credit. So there we I'd are. I'd love just to hear more about that as well. Just some of the I've seen Pat Nevin, DJ. 
I've seen Pat Nevin's DJ I set. Imagine he's, yeah, I imagine he's quite good. Yeah, it's all he? very um, late 80s, <clears throat> early 90s, Scottish sort of yeah. indie type stuff. Yeah. I asked him to play Guns N' Roses and he wouldn't. There was uh, years ago, I think they were going off to a, a tournament in Scotland. Um, I can't remember what it was. And um, they had a big gala dinner for all the Scotland squad. Right. And uh, all the players had to choose a piece of music and that would be played during the evening. Um, and uh, most of them went down the Rod Stewart, yeah. you know. I bet Pat chose the pasta or something like that. No, I mean, what he chose, he chose um, a song by the Sugar Cubes in Icelandic. <laughs> So yeah, do you know that he, there's all these all these blokes from the SFA sitting there thinking, what the heck's going on here? He once told I, I can't remember the band exactly. I think it might have been the Jesus and Mary Chain. But when he played for Chelsea, I'm fairly certain he lobbied to be substituted off with about 25 minutes to go because he was going to go see him play go that night gig. and he wanted to go yeah. leave early. Yeah, he used to share a flat with my mate Adrian. But anyway, it's another story. I moved a sofa for Darren Byfield Good from one. London to Birmingham, says Tom. I shared a speedboat with Chris Waddle. <laughs> Chris in Liverpool. These are great. Surely that's not just the two of them. I mean, that's not even come about. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Put your names on your claims to fame. A uh, couple more coming in. I sold Andy Garner, Blackpool in the 80s, a Kirby Hoover in his living room. Now, I remember they used to go around the old door to door Hoover sales. I don't remember a Kirby there. Hoover. Quite, I remember the principal of the, uh, yeah, the that job. That's quite yeah. a big deal. What at, about. The um, that's from Phil. Vinnie the Blue says, um, I rescued Sir Alex Ferguson after he was locked in his house. Oh, that's quite a good one. Some of these I'm not sure whether I believe. But uh, imagine that, though, Vinnie the Blue. You, 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 presumably he's a locksmith. You've got a job. It's a nice house, probably out in Cheshire somewhere. Yeah. You, oh, that's a massive house. Great. And you, and you knock on the door. You, you're right in there, and it's Sir Alex Ferguson. I recognise that <laughs> voice. And you, you, you don't actually get to see him until you open the door, and that's, that's your prize. It's the reveal, isn't it? Yeah, the big it's like reveal. a kind of locksmith's quiz show, isn't it? Yeah. That would work. Yeah. Yeah, this one from Glenn. I'll try to convince Earl Barrett to buy a parrot. What is this, Dr. Juice or something? Yeah. In Portugal. Like, where it was, Glenn, uh, makes all the difference. It's not uh, a name on this one, but it's I swam with dolphins with Rude Hullet in Mexico. Yeah, yeah nice one. But I'm, I don't like that, Paul. I'll tell you why, because it's people's. It's a big cliche thing, but it's people's dream to swim with dolphins. Yeah. The last thing you want is a distracting famous person there. Yeah, you want to taking all your attention away. Have you ever swung with a dolphin? I haven't. Have you? Yeah, I have in Mexico, but not with Rudy. <laughs> you don't know. He might well, have been there. Const- they're like big dogs. They're fantastic. Was it? Is it? Is it? Is, does it live up to the hype? It was. It's great. Yeah. You, there's a. Yeah. Look, it all felt a kind of above board and decent to me. But you know, subsequently, I thought about it because I did it with my kids when they were young, and I thought. Do they want yeah, to be doing it? Yeah. Well, you know, you just you, you worry about the animals as much as that's what I'm else. saying. Do, do yeah. dolphins actually want to well, be? There? I mean, that, they didn't say. I mean, they no. are intelligent, yeah. but I, I didn't sense any look of enjoyment in them. I, I didn't sense they were distressed either. There was a fish at the end of it. Uh, may have been the thinking, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's slightly conflicted since. Uh, yeah. I sold Mark Wright and his mullet two apples and, ba- and a banana. <laughs> when I what was he planning to do? Some kind of <laughs> comedy tableau? <laughs> when I worked in a Saturday job in a local fruit shop, says Darren. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily. Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, um, I, I don't know if your missus is a West Ham fan, is she or not? She's not. No, no she, she's she not. claims to, she's American, so yeah. she's new to to football. But she claims to be a Spurs fan. Oh, well, and Portsmouth, and Portsmouth, of course. Why? Portsmouth. Why Spurs? Him? No, really. It's so quite exciting to watch these days, oh, okay, aren't they? Yeah. Enough, but she yeah. is first and foremost, of course, in, in my house, our house, a, a Portsmouth fan, of course. Uh, okay, but of you, course, yeah. You know, I'm yes. just not used to us picking up sort of nouveau football fans. When someone comes along to, to pick a team, it's never really been my experience for about t- 30 years that they would pick Spurs, you know. Since, no, it goes in phases. Glenn Hodder was when, playing. When I was a kid, late 80s, early 90s, it was Liverpool. Then, obviously, it was everyone like Man United yeah. after that, don't they? Didn't they? And, and now we're seeing... Quite a few of the younger APs in the office, they'll be Man City fans, Chelsea fans, because that's then followed. Yeah. Spurs might be next, you never know. 
They've got to win something first. Yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> yeah. Don't you start. Uh, West Ham, the United Forever Ladies Ring. It was for sale in the uh, Sun today. Um, just five instalments of twenty three ninety nine. Right. The twenty three ninety nine is quite big print. You think I mean, in slightly smaller print, the five instalments aspect. But I think it's worth every penny. United Forever is an expression of unwavering support through good times and bad. Yeah. Now you can share this heartfelt sentiment with someone you love. And also they're a West Ham fan, obviously. Yeah. Uh, if they're a Millwall fan, they wouldn't be massively impressed. The uh, West Ham United United Forever Ladies Ring is a stylish piece of jewellery. Um, yes. Set either side with two dazzling ribbons of blue topaz embraced twin band sterling silver in 18 karat gold. Am I wetting your whistle for this? I mean, what's this? Over 100 quid, is it? After a, all well, the I payments? Suppose, I suppose it would be after your five payments. They're also payments. on eBay for 29.99. Well, that yeah, but this not of this quality. I mean, this is 100. <laughs> this is 119.95. Well, you got a job, lot of them, have you? you, you <laughs> Dell boy. This is a superb. This is what it says here: a superb gift for someone you love, and to show support for the greatest team in the world. Oh eight seven one seven double two double three double four. The jury's still out on that. If one. you want to buy one from Paul, because yeah, if, <laughs> look, of course you're a fan of a club. That's what you'd say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sporting claims to fame. We've re-entered that today. Uh, I bought Lee Dixon's bathroom door. I mean, how is that even Andy a thing? Garner. I mean, what's it? Because yeah. where I, where I live in South London, if you've got something that you don't you don't necessarily want anymore, and it's of some sort of value, yeah. I don't know. So it's not like you got a new kettle, but there's nothing wrong with the old kettle. You know, you, your relatives got you a kettle for Christmas or something. You would put the older kettle out on the front step, yeah, and some and just put a little sign, and someone will take it. Is that what's happened there with Lee Dixon's bathroom? You take it down the dump or put it in a skip. You you put your old kettle on the front door. No, because someone can use it. Someone will take it and they'll use it. And it's it's better for the environment, right? They had to chuck it away. It's a perfectly good kettle. Yeah, I suppose it is. Is that what Lee Dixon's done with his bathroom door? I just imagine your house. Every You get a new one. Outside your place is just all small (laughs) electrical appliances. It's like Steptoe and Son. Old toasters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old man Steptoe. Yeah. But um, because you you hope these are true. We're not being add-on. But how would one even go about selling an interior door, is what I'm saying? I don't know. And maybe Lee took it Can off. Can we put, get Lee on the phone? Put the old one. Well, see if he remembers it. We were. I was told once. This bloke said he bought Frank Stapleton's um, house, and in it, his bathroom had an emerald green toilet seat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, as a as you do. Yeah. So I thought that sounded a bit odd. So I did a bit of telly with Frank once, and I said, uh, I, you know, we had a bit of a chat, talked about football, got caught up, and and then mm. I said, oh, by the way. Um, did you have an emerald green toilet seat? I mean, it's a bit, it's a, a bit out of left field, the question, but he, he denied it. Right. He said that was never true. He had no recollection of that whatsoever. So you hope people aren't having you on, but some of these, you couldn't make them up. I repaired a puncture on Andy Townsend in-law's motorhome, says uh, Simon from uh, Burntwood. Do you know once when, um, do you remember the film Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? Yeah. When that came out in, I think, 1999 or whatever, um, I was in the cinema and the, and, um, the guy who plays Nick the Greek, the big guy, mm-hmm. is from my hometown. And um, we were watching Lockstock, and then in the scene when Nick the Greek first comes on to, onto screen, someone about three rows behind me shouted, this is no way of lie, someone about three lo- rows behind me shouted out, that's Steve, he nicked my go-kart. <laughs> really? <laughs> and basically, someone obviously knew the geezer, didn't even know he was in the movie, and that's the first thing that sprung <laughs> to his mind. <laughs> must have grown up together, and he stole his go-kart. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And we were singing See those arms? Not if you're driving, obviously. <laughs> Will Greenwood writing today in the Telegraph says this. Um, I do not care if people say England have won in Cardiff and did so as recently as 2017. It's an insane place to play rugby. The anthems, stadium, the crowd, the passion... The Regimental Goat, Max Boyce, and the hymns. Mm. Now, uh, the Regimental Goat was quite a tough booking. Yeah. But fortunately, we have secured Max Boyce. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon. There we are, mentioned in dispatches by Absolutely. Will Greenwood. Will Greenwood is, a, is a, a, yeah, a, an old friend, a great friend, and a, and a great British lion. Yeah. And a, a real insight. I mean, you know, these guys don't want to give kind of any advantage away when they play, the big England boys, but... Uh, you know, you can't help but recognise the difference that stadium makes when it's in uh, full voice. I, I, I remember, it's a long time ago now, but I remember reading an article when an Avril Milan, Springbok captain, came there in like the 50s, and he, and, he, and he knew, he'd heard about the atmosphere at Cardiff and decided to, to play the Springboks, all the, the, the sound of the, the works of singing hymns and singing our songs, Cumbrunner and Caroline. And he said, as they stood before kickoff, he said, nothing could have prepared him for the sheer intensity. Mm. That the, it took him 20 minutes to get used to it. Yeah. I mean, Will's had it, it said the same thing. He said, it's the greatest uh, rugby stadium on the planet. He said, when they're, when they're blasting out land of my father's, he said, it's the only time in rugby I still wish I could run out and play. Yeah, well, I can understand that. Because the difference, Cardiff, is it's, it's, it's because uh, there's no running tracks around and no athletic grounds. It's, it's really close. It's the most intimate rugby ground I've been in anyway. And it's, it's, like, it's like, like theatre in the round. And it's, it makes a big, big difference how close the crowd are to the play. Have you, have you, you must have been out there in, in before the big games and to get the crowd going, singing, yeah, I take it? Yeah, a few times, and I've had the, uh, the privilege of um, singing the anthem a couple of times before oh. a, a Grand Slam game. It was me, Charla Church, and Catherine Jenkins. That was our front row. <laughs> 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 that was, that was, uh, that was uh, you know, something I'll never, ever forget. And to stand in the middle of the field and hear that, all that sound around you. And also when we won the Grand Slam, the last time we... Uh, time before we won the Grand Slam, they asked me to go back on the field and, and sing for the crowd again, or sing with the crowd, and, and, and to sing there with all of us teams sort of around me, and all the crowd singing those two great hymns was uh, probably something I'll, I'll never, ever forget. Wow. It's, it's weird, though, this Six Nations, because the Wales haven't really got going yet. They've not, they've not been that great, have they? 
Well, no, we haven't actually. We're very disappointing out in Italy. Uh, but two, you know, away games. It's very difficult. Six Nations is is always it's always difficult to win away. And and um, and and England will find that again. Uh, you know, they they are undoubtedly a, a very good side and 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 an informed side. And but still, they will find it difficult to win at Cardiff. I mean, and and really, Max, Wales are the last big challenge in the way of England, aren't they? Because England have two home games after this, two fairly winnable home games. So so the Welsh, as ever, will, will obviously be looking for a win, but they'll know, they'll be in the knowledge that maybe could be the last chance to stop this England team. Yeah, I think it's it's the best chance anyway. You never know. I mean, uh, you know, Scotland uh, can, can upset. They've upset England in the past, but it's it's not tricking them. So mm. it's a hard call for Scotland to, to win, um, as it would be for any other side. So uh, this really is the championship decider. There's not much between the teams, really. They're pretty well matched, aren't they? Yeah, if you look at the sides, they sprinkle both sides are sprinkled with British Lions. But I think the big difference is Owen Farrell. I'm mm. a great, great uh, believer, great fan of Owen Farrell. And he will probably, like no other, will relish the atmosphere of Cardiff. He will let it soak into him and make him a better player. And he, he will be, he'll play a pivotal role for England. If we can starve him starve or win of, of possession then we'll have a chance but if England get sort of 50% he will dominate the game Is there a, a, a kind of standout Wales player for you at the moment who could yeah, have that Tipperick. same effect? Tipperick uh, yeah, yeah. Tipperick is, uh, is, is the one player mm. and probably Liam Williams are the two players that the All Black said would, would get in the All Black side so that's praise indeed yeah Tipperick is you watch, you watch him every second of he's doing something constructive all the time mm. And uh, he's he's yeah he's a tremendous tremendous player, and um, you know. But as I say, you've got Owen Farley, you've got a lot of good players, you know. And I think kicking again is going to be a vital a vital yeah. difference in Owen Farrell and you know and uh, Elliot Daly. You've got two proven test arena kickers there, where Anscombe, although is a great player, hasn't got the same credentials as a goal kicker as those two have. So I think he could turn on the sixpence in the goal kicking. Max, I've got to ask you. You're obviously a big uh, rugby fan, a rugby fanatic. Were you were you much of a player yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, play, I played the local village, a place called Glynneath there. But they were, uh, you know, they're just a village side, not just a village side. But I wasn't good enough, and I, I played scrum half. And there were there were hundreds of Gareth Edwards about when I was young. Well, they're really all right. We've had you just being modest, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I wrote about it. I didn't. I didn't play much. Yeah. We had so the I did play, but I wasn't that good. <laughs> we had the sideshow, of course, the managers, like we always do, the two coaches and Eddie Jones saying the greatest Welsh side ever, and and uh, Warren Gatland biting on it. I've never spent much time with Eddie, but Warren came in when his book about the Lions came out, and you kind of see he has quite a bit of a stern face and a bit of a game face on most of the time. But what a lovely guy! He's such a such an endearing fella, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. And all these, all these little little jibes, uh, you know, they, they don't mean those. There's no way that Eddie Jones ever considers this side the best ever Welsh side. Uh, it's just things to say, and, the, and then the press obviously grab all of it, and it's uh, it's a soundbite for somebody, and then and so on it goes. But they are they're both good friends, and as as indeed the players in both sides are good friends. You know, they they've roomed together on Lions tours, so it's 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 uh, it's all forgotten, of course, uh, tomorrow. But uh, no, they're big pals anyway. We were chatting to the actor um, Gareth Bale earlier this week about uh, his um, his Ray Gravel uh, play that he performed to the to the boys before in the build up to this match and and Ray Gravel was always a big believer that you know all games were important but there was something about playing England in Cardiff that was that was very special. 
Yeah, it's it's the one. It's the one. You know, you could you can hide as much as you like, but it's the one we want to win more than anything else. And and uh, you know, it's it's you can lose all the other games, but if we beat England and everything's God is in His heaven again. Yeah. <laughs> now you are mid tour, aren't you, at the moment? Yeah, I've done. I've done. It's it's a twenty four uh, concert tour, and I've done twelve. So I'm on again. In, I'm in. It's called the Coliseum in Aberdeen, which is pretty local for me so yeah I'm ha- halfway through a sellout tour yeah and will you get to uh, the game tomorrow you, you'll yeah, be watching I, w- I will certainly will yes but I, I'm <laughs> oh, I, I hate watching England Wales games <laughs> I always I always just say I don't mind losing England as long as it's controversial yeah <laughs> <laughs> give me something give me something to write about yeah of course Excellent. Well, look, Max, lovely to talk to you again and um, in, in, I hope all goes well for the rest of the tour and enjoy the match tomorrow. Thanks, Max. Tell me, anybody going will enjoy it. It'll be magic. Excellent. Take care. Thanks, Max. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. What a week of uh, sport on TV it's been, and what quite week. possibly oblivious to all of that is our <laughs> next guest, our week of sport on TV specialist, of course, in this slot every Friday. It is indeed Martin Kellner, squad number nine. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, uh, Luke, as well. Yeah. Uh, what's happened to Andy? He's gone away for. He's gone holiday. away. Yeah, he's gone away for. A sh- he's gone away for a little break. A well-earned holiday. Yeah, that's right. Well-earned. Again, well- keeping out of the country. The, news, the words "well-earned" presumably yeah. inverted commas there. <laughs> But because of, you know, Chelsea are in the spotlight, so he's mm. had to flee the country. So, um, anyway, what have you been watching this week? Well, I, I'm going to talk about old school football because I watched, you know, I'm not watching much council TV these days. I mainly <laughs> watch the TV. stuff that comes on, on the internet. Yeah. So uh, I watched a show called Do You Want to Win about Leeds United. It was brilliant. Wow. Um, it was, I want to say old school football. This is old school in the sense of stone flags in the playground third of a pint, bottles of milk stacked up by the radiator, <laughs> and Mr Hargreaves whacking you with his uh, pump if you uh, if you don't bring your shorts with you. Wow, mm. this is yeah, uh, yeah. It's very I mean, school. a young man like Luke will not be familiar with no. this. So it's like an education this next yeah, few minutes. it's all very new to Oh, me. it will be an education this. Yeah. Uh, 1989-90 Leeds season. Right, they're right down the bottom of uh, Division 2. Yeah. Uh, Billy Bremner's the manager. They're absolutely floundering. Uh, so Bremner is sacked and they bring in uh, Wilkinson, mm. who signed, you know... A, a series of wacky signings, yeah. in, including, uh, obviously, Vinnie Jones. Yep. Now, this programme, it's, it's a documentary. It was uh, built mainly around a long interview with Vinnie Jones. And I yield to no man in my admiration for a long interview with Vinnie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that can't help but be entertaining. And uh, slightly less so, a long interview with Howard Wilkinson. Yeah. But it was a really interesting story because that is, in many ways, you know, cause you, when you think 1989-90, the ground looks like, um, it looks like the damned United, to be honest. Yeah. You know? So he's getting these players, he's, he's uh, given £3 million to spend uh, Wilkinson, which I suppose in 19- 1989-90, if you're a second division club, was sort of okay. Mm. Oh, that's you know, decent, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's not bad in those yeah. days. Yeah. But he, he brings in um, a series of fairly odd signings, if you like. Um, but uh, the masterstroke was obviously uh, Gordon Strachan. Yeah. Um, who, and I didn't, never, didn't mm. know this before, but Alex Ferguson turned up at his house at 7.30 in the morning to tell him he'd never play for Manchester United again. <laughs> 
interesting. It's good to it? get the bad news out of the way early, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? th- and, and um, Strachan said he went back to bed. He thought it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he got well, up. It was a dream. And one of his kids said to him, what was the manager doing here? Um, you know, just after the milkman. So uh, <laughs> he got a sack and he went to, he, he got um, kicked out. And he went to uh, Leeds United. He was off uh, two or three offers. 31-year-old forward, which, yeah. you know, you think is, is not... You wouldn't immediately look at that and think that's a brilliant signing. But everybody he he signed seemed to work because... And he, he was... Um, was Cammy there then? Yes. Yeah. Chris Kamari, your, yeah. your sponsor. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, was, he was there. And uh, and in fact, there's, there's footage of him in the, the last game of the season, which they needed to win to, to go up and get the championship. Yeah. Uh, that Bo- was Bournemouth, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, it they went to Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, they won the match and, and trashed the town, more or less. Yeah. Uh, and when they were doing the uh, the presentation in the in the centre of Leeds, at the town hall, there was obviously second division champions, 1989-90. And above that, there was a big placard saying, we're sorry, Bournemouth. Um, yeah. which, which was interesting because, I mean, there was also, as well as well, Bill Fotherby was a key, was a good interview as well. He was the uh, he was the chairman at the time, um, who basically sanctioned everybody that, um, that Howard Wilkinson wanted to sign, including Vinnie Jones, who mm. raised an eyebrow, uh, sort of raised an eyebrow. He was a very much he, very much a Yorkshireman, Billy, Bill Fotherby. Yeah, couldn't have been more Yorkshire. If he if he'd been swimming in a cup of Yorkshire tea yeah. on the set of Emmerdale Farm, I mean the, the name does suggest Yorkshire. Bill Fotherby, ah, Bill yeah. Fotherby, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know what I like and I like what I bloody well know. Yeah. He was he was one of those guys. Yeah. But um, amazingly, Vinnie Jones and he got on perfectly. Yeah. Vinnie Jones was was brilliant because obviously a London lad goes up there to uh, the beautiful Garden City of Leeds. And uh, took to it immediately. He loved it there. Um, and there was lots of stuff at the same time as this is going on. Mm. And they're building the team with uh, uh, people like Mel Sterland came from uh, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. Chris Fairclough was there, Chris wasn't Fairclough he? was there. Mervyn Day, John Lukic were the yeah. keepers, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, well, Mervyn Day, I think, was the keeper that season. Right. Was it? It was certainly okay. towards the end of the season. Yeah. Simon um, Grayson would have been there, wouldn't he? Young Simon, a very he, young he Simon. Would, I don't think he was playing. He wouldn't have been playing in the first no, not team. In that, I don't that, think probably that, that year later. David Batty uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Bats yeah. as he was called. Yeah, indeed, of course. Um, Vinnie Jones was very amusing, talking about bats and cams and speeds. There was one really much point to put yeah. an S on the end of uh, the late Gary Speed's name, but you know those were all players. And uh, Lee Chapman would he have been there then? They, they, yeah. they bought Lee Chapman just towards the end of the. It was brilliant. Oh, they bought yeah. Lee Chapman at just the right time, just as the. Uh, I think it was Bird. I can't remember his first name, but he was he was the striker and wasn't doing too well. Uh, and they bought uh, Lee Chapman at that point. And this is available um, to watch where, Martin? It's on Amazon Prime. It's very, oh. very good. Oh, it sounds. Yeah, I, I, I wet my whistle. I'll it get that. Very good. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. It is great That's because it, it, it's a picture of football in that era. And yeah. it is. You know, it's like watching football from the 1930s, really, because it is. <laughs> a, you know what I mean? It is an alien Bef- era. Pre- before the Premier League, there were kids Be- out there one day there was anything before the yeah. Premier League. And they went yeah. on to win the top flight shortly yeah, after. Yeah, they did. Well, right. well they, they came probably, fourth yeah. the next season and mm. then won the last champions. Eric Cantona came in, of course, shortly after that. They probably, th- they probably think, you know, like Leeds were Division One champions and they think, well, they say what? They won Division One. The, who won the championship and who won the Premier League that year? They don't realise it was the it was the top prize, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. The Man United signing of um of Garrett Cantona is an interesting story as well, oh, isn't it? Because story, Leeds yeah. called up United inquiring about Dennis Irwin. 
and the, and the chairman flipped it on them and Ferguson was shouting in, the, in Martin Edwards' ear saying, ask him about Cantona, ask him about Cantona. And they yeah. got Matt, yeah. Eric Cantona for a million pounds. Yeah, he yeah. played for Sheffield Wednesday in a sort of indoor tournament before that, before yeah. they yeah. actually went well. to the lead. That's yeah. right. So, with Martin, that sounds good. We'll watch that. Well worth watching on yeah. Amazon Prime. It's just one, one off, it's not a series, it's one off documentary No, film, I think yeah. there's a couple of them. Uh, oh, I, I only watched the one. Uh, you know, I don't want to work too hard. No, for goodness so, sake, not for the money we're paying you. <laughs> I wouldn't expect it. The no. Laureus Sports Awards you took in, didn't you? Is that I right? did take in the Laureus Sports Awards. Just, just one oh, yeah. little saga from uh, Vinnie. Vinnie Jones's interview was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And there was, because at the same time as, uh, as Leeds United were obviously trying to re- revive the team, yeah. they were also trying to revive their reputation. And, um, you know, because there was a lot of racism there at the time and obviously the hooliganism and everything. And Vinnie Jones was um, instrumental in this and that he went down to Chapel Town. Right. Uh, which is the West Indian area of uh, of Leeds. Yeah. Went to sort of blues clubs there late at night, all that sort of stuff. Very selfless um, of him. Very <laughs> selfless <laughs> of him. Yeah, I love that. Very selfless. Yeah. Gave, gave rides in his flash car to the kids and all that sort of stuff. Slightly spoiled it by saying, sometimes when I went down there, I spoke in a Caribbean accent. Yeah, uh, okay. That, yeah, yeah. One, that one's not stood the test of time. <laughs> no, it, it really? hasn't. No, it hasn't. <laughs> but Vinny didn't mind. Vinny went ahead and yeah. told, told the story. Uh, the, yeah, the, Laure- uh, the Laureus uh, Sports Awards. Yeah. Uh, reliably naff, uh, presented this year, but it's unbelievable, this event, in, yeah. in Monaco, obviously. Um, uh, hosted this year by James Marsden. Okay. Um, James Marsden um, was a, a former Versace model. Okay. Uh, was in a, an episode of Saved by the Bell on TV. Uh, and in a couple of su- superhero movies. Right. So yeah. he is, you know, strictly speaking, an actor. In a manner of speaking. In a manner of speaking. Obviously, if you're in a superhero movie, it's the special effects that does the acting. You no, of course, that's yourself. right, yeah. But uh, an amazingly handsome man. Very, very handsome. Yeah. Um, he did a little bit with, a uh, little embarrassing bit with Nadia Comaneci at the start, where he right. said, oh, I don't think I can go out there. And she said, you must you must go out there. No, no, that, um, one of those set-piece things. One of those set-piece yeah. things to no laughs. No the old uh, Mick Fleetwood, Samantha Fox type vibe. Very much yeah. so. Trevor exactly McDonald doing like the that. national TV awards when he used yeah. to do gags. Exactly. Take like my that. wife. He used to do all that. Didn't he? <laughs> I said to a bloke in the pub, there, no, you didn't, Trevor. You've never no, been in the pub in your no, life. No. But uh, yeah. Very much like that. Yeah. And there were obviously billions of pounds worth of football talent and uh, sports talent in the audience. You know, yeah. Lots of tennis players. One of the highlight quotes from that event was Arsene Wenger talking about how he thought it was a, heb- a real mistake to give Mesut Ozil a long term contract because he's now found himself in the comfort zone, to which everyone was responding immediately with, well, you gave him the contract, <laughs> yeah. Arsene. So, what did Nadia come an edge maker yeah, that yeah. We, we never saw her reaction to any of those that's things that's a shame uh, it is a, a big shame we're, we're nearly out of time just, we? you, you watch pointless can you just tell us about that in 30 yes. seconds what I hate about pointless is when somebody comes on and says I'm taking a punt yeah. when they're not taking a punt at all there was uh, titles of second albums up there so mm. there's all these yeah. al- album titles most of which are quite easy yeah. guy looks at it says oh I don't know any of them and one of the titles it was there Sounds of Silence right yeah. so he says I don't know any of them I'll just take a punt on Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. You don't take you don't pull Simon and Garfunkel out of thin air if you're taking a punt. That is not a punt. That's one that you know. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honest, more honesty and pointless is needed. Yeah. More honesty and pointless. Let's, let's, definitely. let's march on the bill. Let's have a word with Richard Osman about that. Yeah, uh, do. Uh, thank you very much, Martin. You're live on talk radio overnight. Yes, I am. And I have a podcast with your daughter. Oh, yeah, of course. That's right. Ruthie, yeah, me and my dad. Yeah, it's a very good podcast. Go thank and you. check that out. Uh, Martin, we'll see you next Friday. Thanks yeah. very much. You've been listening to the Hawksby and 
and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Um, I'll be back on Monday with Sam Delaney. Luke, you're here Tuesday and... I'm back Tuesday and Friday. Tuesday and Friday. So I'll see you then. Fantastic. Have, have a uh, great Excellent. weekend. Thanks for your help this week. Enjoyed it. Cheers. Uh, have a great weekend, folks, and we'll catch up with you on Monday from 1.